uh, pace, I got to say. I'm glad you're not a drummer, or at least we're not drumming right now. Okay, uh, welcome. This is uh, December 12th. Holy shit, it gets time flies when we're having fun. Uh, this is the Tattoo Weekly that happens every Monday at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the reinventing the tattoo community while we're making sure that this is working and beaming out in all the different places. So if you're watching this live, please uh, type in the comments uh, where you're beaming in from or maybe tag somebody who's interested in tattoos. Okay, welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these live streams, catch the replays, and ultimately to learn more and create better art and tattoos together. You could find uh, Reinventing the Tattoo in either of the app stores, the Apple App Store or the Google App Store, whatever it's called, the Play, Play Store, whatever. Uh, you could find us on the YouTube channel. You could find us on Roku, where we have 12 to 15 channels going out at any given time, 24-7, including drunk critique against our better judgment. Um, anyways, uh, no matter where you're beaming in from or watching from, you can always find the latest and greatest information on reinventingthetattoo.com. Uh, it's Guy Aitchison's, uh, uh founded it and created it like 20 some odd years ago. There are free lessons there. There are free courses there. Uh, so you can get a taste. I can't uh, encourage you to get the Reinventing the Tattoo canon enough. There's a brand new chapter that guy uh, just released. The, the video is awesome. It, 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 it's, it's, it's basically him with a new editor who is able to uh, visualize what he's explaining. Anyways, reinventingthetattoo.com is what we're watching here. Uh, there are a fair amount of weekly shows. So if you go to that homepage and you scroll down, you'll see a little Google Calendar. Some of the events are designed for artists to join in. We have uh, our drawing groups and we have shows about tattooers talking about feelings. We have so many shows, it's crazy. So check out that calendar. And then, yeah, I think that we're pretty much good to go. Uh, we want to thank uh, worldtattooevents.com, DLIs Pro, Tattoo Now. I do computer stuff for tattooers. Um, and then, yeah, Guy Aitchison, guyaitchison.com. He founded Reinventing. It's awesome. Is this I mean, working? you could you could thank go? you could thank the Fireside Tattoo Network. How about that oh, for a change? And we want to thank Fireside, Fireside not Tattoo. Not the ones blurring you. the lines between fine art and tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could. Maybe we could. Yeah, there we go. How are you? Uh, no, what's up? What's up? The uh, well, yeah, and man, the, that new. I am very excited for the for the new site. Uh, the amount of content that you already have up is it's tremendous. It's fucking crazy. We already we already have about 20 deep dive pages up and going. So if people haven't been to the new firesidetattoo.com, if you want to see if you want to see Gabe's magic in action, uh, go to firesidetattoo.com. Well, it's a combo. Yeah, it's a combo. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of sites that can uh, operate, but don't have nearly as much quality in there. And you also have a couple other people behind the scenes that have an attention to detail and don't mind some computerized ish critique. That's well, right. let's uh, yeah. do some introductions. We'll roll oh, it right. up and uh, get started. Today's a really great show. I'm not sure if you already mentioned. Um, today's a super cool show because we haven't had a guest on for a couple of weeks, but we have Katie Montez, who is actually on the line now already, and Andrew Swarbick, who's on the line as well from Christchurch, New Zealand. So it's pretty exciting. We've talked about both of them a handful of times, and now we actually get to talk to them. So, um, I'm Lauren from Reinventing the Tattoo uh, and a couple other ventures that I'm excited to be talking about soon. Um, yeah. Episode number 56, Jake. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jake of the Fireside Tattoo Network, where we blur the lines between tattooing and fine art. Look at that. See one of our guests popping on right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, go to firesidetattoo.com, like I just said, and check out our new 
website where we can where you can uh, just click on a, to a tattoo topic and find tons of information based on uh, keyword topics rather than go into our YouTube channel and looking at completely useless playlists that are just oh. terrible for, for in, in every sense of the word. That's it. Awesome. I'm Gabe. Tattoo now. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Woo. And all our cameras are off for a change. If, if we didn't uh, mention that we need to update that uh, intro uh, at least once every other show for the first two years of the show, then. Yeah, episode number 56, and I think 40 of them have probably used that. Yeah, I I, I did find some pretty cool templates. I haven't uh, played with any of them yet, but I did find some cool templates on Storyblocks. We should get Storyblocks to, uh, to sponsor the show because, man, I subscribe to them and they have so mm -hmm. many awesome like premiere templates uh, all mm -hmm. the adobe templates all their video stuff is awesome they don't if you're looking for photo like uh royalty royalty free photo stuff mm -hmm. they're not great for that there are other ones for that but they're focused on video and transitions and like uh, and templates and stuff they're pretty badass they're i'm, I'm impressed with them story blocks but we'll give it a shot send some over maybe by the new year we could uh uh, have ourselves a, a new intro for the new year, right? It's coming up in two weeks. A brand so. new one. Uh, I was going to say, guys, thanks for joining um, me last week in my pain. Uh, I was tattooed by both Fawn and Guy for several hours last Monday. And that was really cool. Towards the end, we set up some cameras and he had that new bio chapter that he had mentioned. So towards the end of the night, maybe like uh. five, six o'clock, Kyle, uh, Fawn and I, we went through questions with Gay or Guy. Um, kind of about what the bio chapter awesome. was. And we looked at my leg and had the camera coming down. Everybody was mic'd up and he talked specifically about what he did and why with this entire tattoo. So it was really, really awesome. cool. Um, we'll share that with you guys soon. But um, it was a really uh, special opportunity to do that because we had the cameras and he was he had the time. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you posted yeah, on that. Do you have any uh, any video on that computer to, to tease out? Or? Uh, I, can share, I can share the one video I posted. Um, sure. Yeah. Give me a couple of minutes. But yeah, that was... Uh, it was cool to see Michelle. She got to hang out a little bit with us and, you know, talk about the tattoo. Oh, yeah. It was cool to see Kyle um, go through that entire process, you know, because it's been Michelle has a, for a while. Michelle's a new book, right? Did you did you see Michelle's book? I sure did. Awesome. Yeah, Makes a great present, cool. just saying. <laughs> She's really excited and she was happy to, you know, talk about it and her ventures. Nice. And the bio encyclopedia, we have to talk about that because mm -hmm. uh, you could still ship it in time for the holidays. Uh, the shipping is expensive because it's fucking massive. It's two massive volumes. But uh, we'll show you know, it if you're in the U.S., maybe. maybe 15 to 20 bucks. To not, ship. not that bad. No. 
the only emails I get are people from like New Zealand that are like, yo, mate, it fucking costs us more for the book or for shipping than it does the book. And it's like, well, we can't like. <laughs> it does. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. But, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah let me share. Uh, Michelle had actually shared one of the videos I made. So I'll go ahead and um, maybe you guys can hear it. I'm not sure. No, no, it's some of Michelle's paintings. Guys, Khaled, Is that reflecting uh, the sacred geometry thing reflecting on the water? Is that what I was seeing there? You might have been seeing something like that. Hmm. Nice. <clears throat> but yeah, that yeah. was a, such a great experience to be at hyperspace around that type of person, around a guy. Um, he's very calm. We did some fun things, though. Um, while we were there, a lot of great conversations about what's happening, what's happened, and what is to come. Awesome. Yeah, nice. I always I miss, uh, I miss getting out there. It's been a... It's been a long time. I was trying to think about it. I have the rest of my arm, but um, every every couple of weeks now, I re I, I realize I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucking almost fifty, which means that I have to start the rest of my body suit now. Like twenty some odd years ago, I was like, Gabe, don't get any more large tattoos, and you know, and then you know, so you have time when you're older to get your full body suit. And now I'm like, oh shit, if it takes ten years, yes. yeah, well, I, I mean. <laughs> so what I did for that was I actually had two artists working on me at once, which is so painful <laughs> but it did make things go very fast yeah they're covering a yep. lot of ground that's um, only two sessions i guess and they sessions. basically had the the layout done in the first session and are just they're just layering over it and uh, uh and, and building texture and saturation and stuff in the second one from what i could tell mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun last week i wish we had a little better connection i, I there was it, it was kind of choppy and broken up on the live yeah. show and so i didn't hear i know guy was talking we were talking a little bit about machines and voltage and different things and i i kept missing a lot of what he was saying so i didn't have a a, a good reply you know, or um, in the questions. future though we, since we do have all the cameras and equipment and audio and microphones it would be cool to just touch base on all those topics again and you know mm -hmm. his connection is pretty bad he's really in the middle of nowhere in the midwest yeah. states yeah okay it yeah. looks like this is working oh okay we've got hi from tennessee hi from portugal hi from tennessee hey, what, part, uh, what part of tennessee ask from, oh, uh, what part you, you did just ask <laughs> oh yeah i did um, it's Adam Ugly from YouTube. I'm on my shop page. I've got uh, okay. hey from Pigeon Forge. Wow, we've Pigeon got Forge. Oh, look, yeah. Andrew says hi as well in the Fireside Network. Hi, Andrew. Nice. We'll be talking to you soon. Nice. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Pigeon Forge. I was just in that area not long ago. I went to the world's largest uh, knife sh knife store. That place is so cool. My mm -hmm. wife hates it with a passion, but it's so cool. It's like three floors of knives and. It has swords and crazy stuff too, but I mean, it has like, you know, like handmade, uh, what do you call people who make knives, uh, smiths, uh, whatever. Blacksmiths or, or the I guess it depends uh, on the, yeah, I guess it depends, bladesmiths, but I have no idea. Anyways, super cool place. World's largest knife store. It's not in Pigeon Forge. It's in like Sevierville or something, but not too far from there. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, why don't we uh, bring in our guests? 
Let's do it. Are we are we going one at a time? I guess we should do one at a time, right? Uh, at least to start. And then we could do like Johnny Carlson style. Well, we, 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 it's going to be rough though because we bumped up the first guest, but Andrew got up at four thirty in the morning, so we don't. Uh, we could just bring them all <laughs> in and fucking have a free for all. I could get in the background too. I've got a. I don't mind. Uh, free for all. The buttons are about to be pressed. Well, Lauren, you've got yeah. You can. Lauren's the Lauren's got control. I like. Uh, I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me. Uh... Oh, we have, we have some. Uh housekeeping here real quick before we start alexander morris says have i just i just got him i just got a okay okay cool cool uh so katie montez of continuum art in north carolina we're really really excited to talk to you because jake has visited you twice twice now Mm -hmm. twice now and we've talked about you we've looked at your beautiful gallery we've just uh you know and enamored by the the concept so really thank you for coming today and andrew as well andrew you have blown my mind multiple times so many times through instagram through the stuff that gabe has shared so i'm really excited i'm sorry that it's 4 30 in the morning or 5 in the morning for you in christchurch cool. but welcome thank you uh katie would you like to do a little introduction and kind of tell everybody about you that's unfamiliar um you know just a couple a minute or two of, about yourself yeah sure um i i'm in hendersonville north carolina which is right next to Asheville. And uh, about, well, January 1st of 2020, I signed a lease on my first tattoo shop, which was a very large undertaking. I had two business partners and now I'm down to just me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, it was because it was such a huge project and I think it was a, a bit intimidating for a lot of people. And then um, we started construction amidst the pandemic and tried through and opened up a year year and a half later and uh we've been open now since june 14th of 2021 (laughs) so it's it's an incredible space it really is it's like a historic downtown building uh just and and the work that they did i didn't see the before but i walked through and, and and saw a lot of the you know the work that was done and it's really uh She's she's underselling it. It's it's impressive. <laughs> and Andrew, um, would you like to do the same? Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at. Um, I know I mentioned Christchurch, but let's hear it. Oh, g'day. Um, I am based in Christchurch, New Zealand. Well, outside of Christchurch, I've got a wee um, private studio out here uh, in a place called Irwell Forest near Cast. It's about 45 minutes uh, north of the city. So we're rural on a, um, we call them a lifestyle block. So about 10 acres of, of farmland um, and uh, studio smack in the middle of that. So um, yeah, forgive me if my connection's choppy too, but you can blame Elon for that. <laughs> uh, wow, are we going to start talking about Elon? I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll start all of a sudden getting rankings in the YouTube channel, but uh <laughs> Sorry, uh, that uh, I've, I've I've never been to New Zealand, but one of my favorite uh, painters on YouTube, anyways, one of my favorite painters uh, is out of uh, out of New Zealand. He's a landscape painter, and he does just the places that he goes and sets up don't even look like they belong on this planet. Andrew Tischler, Andrew Tischler, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, is those it, places are real. Um, yeah. He's shockingly good at what he does. Um, right. Yeah, no, I watch. I watch him a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Why don't Why don't you paint more like him? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See previous interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, um, uh, it, it's 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 really amazing. Not only is he not to make it about Andrew Tischler, but not only is he an incredible painter, I love his his kind of uh, style of of teaching, and and he's a great like videographer too. His studio is awesome. He's if for anyone who doesn't follow or who follows painters on YouTube's and on YouTube and doesn't follow Andrew, you should Andrew Tischler Art dot com or something or you know on youtube really amazing yeah definitely yeah uh well where what's what's our plan you guys decided to bring everyone on at once so how about we talk a little bit about i mean obviously there's a lot of crossover between you know other mediums and and the and tattooing right so there you know andrew's obviously clearly a a painter and and and, you know and um the other the work you have other workshops and continuum and uh why don't we go to there a little bit I really like that um the the vibe of continuum and how it it does encapsulate both things that you're both into whereas I see that you've got this all in one space you've got classes you've got painting you've got galleries you've got all this incredible stuff and Andrew you as well you've got incredible paintings and incredible tattoos it's it's cool that you both have seemed uh Gabe looks like he's sharing now um it seemed yeah. to both bridge the gap which is something that Jake talks about all the time between fine art and tattooing when did it start for you guys uh Katie um what brought you into art? Was it the painting or the tattooing, which I would assume the painting? Um, I was brought into tattooing by uh, pursuing my art degree. Um, Actually, I was trying to go for drawing and graphic design and graphic design was too much work in front of a computer and not enough hands-on work. And I was a bit scared of the tattoo shop itself, just uh, some shops that I had been to, the artists were very aloof and um, intimidating. And I avoided that world for a little while. And then um, I started hanging out in one, I was introduced by a friend and um, I was working on my art assignments while hanging out with my friend while he was hanging out with his buddies who owned the tattoo shop. Um, Shout out to Ambition Tattoo in Knoxville, Tennessee. Danny Fugate for kind of introducing me into the world of tattoos and making me like feel more welcome. But um, yeah, I was working on art assignments and I'm watching these guys pocket money and do cool things with their art. And I just said to him, you know, do you think that I would be good at this? And he said, well, you're already doing that. So yeah, I think you would be great at it. So yeah. It's always yeah. great to have that type of support um, immediately available, especially when you didn't plan to have that t- sort of path. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe, go, oh, well, was that all of the the work as far as the, the gallery work that uh, on the continuum site or no, that was, uh, Katie, do you have everyone that's up right now? I just saw a piece from, and I'm drawing a blank on the artist, but that's one of the artists that was there when I was at your studio last month. Uh, and then there's another large scale a uh, uh, portrait and figure painter who does more like uh, more kind of uh, larger, chunkier brushwork that was really great too. I just wanted to try to highlight a couple of the folks who were there. Sure, yeah. Um, I have, uh, if you go to the gallery in- Instagram, Continuum Gallery NC, um, you should be able to uh, pull up some of, some of the other works. Um, but uh, yeah, we have an artist from Portugal uh, being featured um, at the gallery, this show, and then we have two local artists, one that works in pointillism with oils, and then we have another one that works more small scale um, with, uh, you know, 
more impressionistic brush strokes for this show as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that uh, the one you just showed is kind of the pointillism, and it is kind of like a, almost like a Surat type of approach or something, right? Where you have it's just like dabs of paint that are kind of optically blended. Uh, that's really, yeah. really uh, lar large scale geometric, uh, uh, large scale organic shapes uh, contrasted with small scale geometric shapes and patterns and little hints um, and hidden treasures for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, hopefully, if you can give us a walkthrough here in just a few minutes, there, there's another artist that you still that was in the first collection that I saw when I came and taught the workshop in the spring, uh, who's a screen printer. Is it just is it just screen printing that that, that person did the black and gray kind of um, uh, super illustrative, almost nouveau looking work? So he, does, he pulls his prints and then he will gild his prints and then he'll add illustration on top of that with uh fine pen or pencil work um yeah. and his name's dan hillier he's dan located hillier. in london mm -hmm. yeah um, really yeah. really beautiful work what um yeah well let's um uh yeah i'd love to in a few minutes sorry i wouldn't mean to take over anything but i would love to in a few minutes just if you could uh point your phone at a couple of those pieces i know that you've got them kind of scattered throughout the studio now they're yeah, no longer in the gallery a small walkthrough of the entire space and let people know what we have to whenever you're ready. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And Andrew, okay. why don't I show a little bit of your work as well? Um, yeah. Those who haven't see seen it, we've teased on the Back to Weekly before. But let's make Sounds sure good. we can see some of this cool stuff. Oh, yeah. This guy. Yeah, yeah. We, um, <laughs> yeah, we featured some of this uh, just last week, I think. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that was a um, that was at that Saatchi showing in um in London. That photo that was um that was a new Samsung tablet that I desperately want. Um, yeah, that whole screen that I'm standing next to is one giant tablet. So I was like, "Give me the oh. tablet!" Oh no, shit. Um, oh my god, that yeah, makes yeah, a yeah. lot more sense. I didn't expect that actually. How, yeah, I painted you... that with my uh, finger. That's a drawing oh. tablet. Wow. Yeah. That's oh, so yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm I'm very short, so it's not as big. As it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and how did incredible. you uh, land that gig? That's a a pretty prestigious art gallery. Oh, it was um, you know, I'd like to think it's because I'm I'm really good at what I do, but um, no, it's actually I well, clearly I I tattooed a guy um from over here and um and he works for a art dealer in uh -huh. Singapore. And they put my um they put my name forward and um I was accepted in so I I got um I got accepted in and I think I had two months um before I had oh, to be in the UK and I had two paintings I was happy with so I had to paint the rest of them um I had to paint the rest of them in like two months which was, oh wow and how many was, total that, was, that was a whole thing pardon me. How many how many total paintings did you end up with at the end of two so months? I took seven, but two of them two of them were the biggest paintings I've ever done. So that, oh. um, but yeah, you can oh. sort of I think you can see the size of them in the um, in some of the other pictures there. But the yeah, a couple of them are as tall as I am. So that was a oh. uh, that was that was yeah a real lesson in time management. <laughs> wow, Lauren, can you click over to one of the uh, other videos? Or? I think you can is, see them in the background are you, were, somewhere. Were you drawing with a stylus or your finger right there? I couldn't tell. It was just, moving too fast. 
Um, both. Yeah, there's like a uh-huh. there was a little pen there thing, I uh-huh. think. Um, but yeah, that was I found the pen was doing like these tiny little lines, and it was such a big screen. I was like, ah, mm. do it with your hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, these are beautiful. So, uh-huh. what is your main your main medium? Is it are, are you painting in oil or oils? Yeah, oils. Okay. Oils. Oh. Yeah, good and so fun. you so those are all those are all done with the um, the same palette. So it's all a limited palette, three colors and uh, white. So the black is made from the three colors. Oh, what are your three? What are your three colors in your limited palette? Um, alizarin permanent, uh, phthalo blue, and uh, transparent orange from uh, Gamblin. Oh, interesting. How did you end up with that with that palette? Jeff Gogway. I went and did a um, I went and huh. did a uh, a painting workshop with him about oh about 12 years ago and um that's the palette he taught us to use and it really changed the way I painted and I've just sort of run with that so the um the base of what I do is based on what what he taught us and I've sort of just pushed it over in my own sort of direction wow. since then wow yeah. a, well, let me write that down what, so, give me those colors again sorry I was listening but I wasn't writing yeah, so it's a alizarin crimson. So I've changed it out for alizarin permanent. Um, okay. It's the same thing. It's just a different compound that doesn't um, fade out over time. Thalo mm-hmm. um, blue or Prussian blue will do as well, mm-hmm. and um, and transparent orange. And they're all Gamblin. The only orange. company that does okay. a good transparent orange is Gamblin. Huh. Okay. Transparent orange. I've never, yeah, I've never used orange. I use a lot of gambling paints, but I've never even seen transparent orange. Yeah, that one's that one's the tips, mate. It's um, it's uh, yeah, it's a, a yellow substitute basically. So okay. it's um, it's it's truly transparent, unlike every other brand's transparent oranges or yellows. They're all opaque and will muddy your colors. So that one won't. Oh, oh that's the awesome. The last uh, the last video I shared, Andrew, was a uh, like a little teaser for a September workshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. We ended up, that didn't end up going ahead. We ended up, um, it, it was a massive conflict of um, scheduling and it sort of all fell apart at sure. the last minute. But yeah, we, okay. that was, that was up at Ship Shape. We were going to do that. We did that just before the pandemic hit. And I think we had, Ooh, okay. we had, we had about um, 20 people at that one that went really well. So yeah, they're, they're always good fun. It's always a, a challenge teaching a lot of people at once, but uh, I uh, I really enjoy teaching painting. I um, I enjoy. Is that more uh, intimidating to teach than it is to do something like you did in London? Oh no, London was London was a whole other <laughs> level. Yeah, yeah no, I'd uh, imagine. yeah, you're teaching. You looked you're relatively of, calm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're teaching. You sort of um, you have to remind yourself that people are there to learn from you, so they they already sort of know that you know what you're doing you don't have to convince them whereas somewhere like um <laughs> somewhere like that london show i really felt like a, a very small fish in a very big pond so it was um it was really good from that aspect to be um, humbled in a way when yeah my work was was hanging next to work that was uh yeah. priced about 10 to 50 times more than mine <laughs> yeah. i mean it really is motivation for you to like keep kick it keep kicking it up Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 And and to um and to and to talk about your work um in a way that is in, in a confident way too because everyone mm-hmm. there knows what they're doing and you you will always well I always feel like I'm I'm I don't really belong you've got the um 
imposter syndrome comes out hard yeah, in those, but, but if, especially but, but those if, situations so. but if all of a sudden you're talking down about yourself or being self-depreciating then you know people buy it right like in that area or not buy it like, like they buy that you're self-depreciating you know and it's, okay well if you think that you suck then why would i spend fucking 10 exactly. grand exactly so yeah you have to you have to be confident in what you're doing and um and luckily i just come off a as as i said like a massive run of, of painting my ass off for a couple of months so um, I knew what I did was pretty good, so I could mm-hmm. I could speak about it without coming across like a wanker. So it was all good. I hope so. I hope I wasn't because of that. Like a wanker, <laughs> <laughs> or, or at uh, least Katie, not because of that. Okay. I was going to say, Katie, it looks like you're moving around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever I'm, I'm just kind of up and ready to go, so it <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't matter. <laughs> you. Well, you know, my mind bounces back and forth as a little typical. bit of nervous jitters happening today. So. <laughs> That's funny. Both of you uh, speaking about being nervous is, is crazy because you're doing such grandiose things with your lives. That's it's really cool. Kind of humbling. Yeah. yeah. Are you near any of the prints that we were talking about, Katie? Um, actually, yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to head downstairs. This is our guest studio, um, guest artist studio. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got i don't know if you've ever seen this jake but i did um, i i came up i didn't i didn't stay there but the first time that i came up i I went up and looked at the little apartment that's that's super cool this is the quietest spot in the whole place i'm probably going to start to echo soon Um, and then that that room is like a loft that overlooks the big gallery as well oh yeah let me actually i'm going to go back up here this is a great day in north carolina this is the gallery. I don't know if you can see it, if it's too light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we just had a huge event. So um, it's cleared out right now. Our, um, the art will be coming back up today. We're closed on Mondays. Um, but we're getting ready to go down to the space as well. I'll show you some prints. And um, the larger paintings are put up at the moment. Woo! Real bright. Right. <laughs> There's lots of natural light, big windows. Yeah. Yeah, the building itself is really, really beautiful. Let's see if I can turn this around here. Wow. Yeah, what, one cool thing about that, <clears throat> having that little loft right there uh, for guest artists, and then the entire town is so walkable. There's literally like a brew pub next door and then restaurants, you know, they're all over. Uh, it's just such a cool little walkable kind of town. And we just had a huge uh, fancy group of doctors and lawyers come through our little tattoo shop here and have a huge like adult prom. So, oh, wow. <laughs> um, and it is, there's a little bit of clutter because they're putting up chairs from the event, but this is our studio here. Um, and then some of the big prints. Here's some work. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly, incredibly detailed. I'll try to zoom in. Yeah, this is the artist we were talking about earlier that does the prints and then inks on top of them. Yeah. Uh, See, so I've got a little bit. Yeah. That's the room I tattooed in. I looked at that piece. Yeah. yeah. And I have an original Lauren Marks piece. I know a bunch of tattoo artists that use her for. Oh, that's beautiful. Lessons. Yeah. Um, we usually, I store all of my collection back in 
the tattoo area. Here's our guest booth. I have a guest from Colombia. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy had just come in. That we were the day that I was there was his first day. He's still there now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He's he's decided to stay. It's gonna work out, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so then we have all of our all this all this is our as well. So yeah. plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a massive place, really is. <clears throat> Gabe, we should we should uh plan uh some type of an event there and especially for, for a lot of the plain air tattooers, a lot of the <laughs> the 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 tattooers who uh who like to paint mountains and uh trees and stuff because it's such, you know, you can she's it's just a small mountain town. You can go in any direction and and there's so much to paint. I guess we lost Gabe. He may be gone. Uh-oh. We may have lost, uh, yeah, we've lost everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, right. it's just you and me. me? <laughs> yep, I can hear you, Andrew. All right. Uh, yeah. Katie, yeah how did you find that location? Um, it's located on a, on a very busy street. Um, I pass by it every single day almost. Um, and, uh, it sat empty for a really long time and it's just such a huge space that, uh, I never would have been in a million years thought I could, I could rent a space like that. I thought it was probably astronomically expensive but once I started searching for commercial real estate and going into spaces and getting to meet the landlords and uh, or their real estate agents and kind of talking to them about my idea what I wanted to do um, I presented it with a business plan I see I tried to be as professional as possible um, to let them know that it was a not just a tattoo shop it was going to be a fine art gallery as well. And then I was trying to present it as, you know, um, not the typical street shop with a bunch of neon and, and stuff like that. But uh, we got kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say that we, discrimination is such a really harsh term. I don't, they just didn't want a tattoo shop in, in a couple different locations that we were trying out. And so there was a big banner on this building and it had just stayed there with a phone number on it. And I just decided to call the phone number one day and uh, it wasn't available at first. And then a couple of days later, the landlord called me back and said, you know what? The people that were going to move into that space don't want it now. And if you'd like to go see it, you can go see it. And I was like, well, how much is it? And then he told me the price and my jaw dropped. I was <laughs> doing the whole like silent <laughs> <laughs> and uh so I was just like oh my gosh yes I want to go see it and uh I went and saw it by myself one day during the day and then I went and uh took some construction workers to see it um at nighttime and 
they probably, if they could have seen it during the day, that's my little girl in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's hanging out with me today. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, if if they could have seen it in the, in the daytime, they would have told me definitely don't do it. A couple of them told me not to do it in the night. <laughs> but um, the renovations took a long time, uh, a lot longer than we thought it was. I was like, oh, we'll be done in three months. It's no big deal. Um, but mm. that wasn't the case. And then the pandemic hit. And so it was it was a big undertaking. Uh, but luckily, lots of clients came through. Um, we basically just kind of would put a post up or a story up that said, hey, we're looking for people um, to come pitch in and help with some small stuff. And I did my my buddy and I did a lot of training um, to get extra help here and there. And yeah, it just all came together somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. Probably because yeah. you had the vision and, and you knew what you were going for and it was non-wavering. That was, yeah, there was tenacity involved for sure. I was mm-hmm. not accepting reality. And I think if I had accepted reality, it wouldn't have continued. So, yeah. 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 It paid off. It really, it really did. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful space. It's really nice. Um, uh, Andrew, I was going to ask when you were talking uh, earlier, we last week on the show, uh, Lauren was getting tattooed by Guy and we were talking about kind of what seems like the explosion of quality of artists in, uh, in, in, in Australia and in New Zealand in what seemed like a pretty short period of time. And Lauren, you might have to remind me, what did Guy say? He said that he was down in Australia, it was, did he say the late 90s or something? And that, and that he felt like that the tattoo community as a, as a whole was just really struggling at that point. And there wasn't a much, uh, you know, there, there wasn't good work coming out really at all. Uh, what are your, how, how long have you been, tat- I guess, painting and tattooing in the area and then uh and then what do you attribute that kind of what seems like an explosion of quality to um yeah i um yeah i i, I heard when he was saying that and it was um i found it really interesting because i've spoken with a few um like australian new zealand tattooists about exactly that and um he's pretty bang on the money um the um i've been tattooing since 2004 so i was really I was I was really new and young to the scene when it just started sort of I guess um, coming onto the international scene a bit more. I don't want to use the word like revitalizing or anything because there was certainly a vibrant scene down here. It just looked a lot different um, back then. So, um, but yeah, over here, um, my limited experience um, in the '90s as a teenager was a lot of street shops and stuff where I'm from. Um, there were a couple of um, a couple of artists up north that were doing a lot and um in australia there were a few as well but i think i think in the last you know um 15 20 years it's really jumped up and i think i think i don't know why but there seems to be a um there seems to be a large proportion of really highly skilled tattooists coming out of australia and new zealand in respect to the size of the the countries um, I think there's a lot, a lot like when you look up the artists from down here, there's um, there's uh, there's a lot, um, especially since there's you know five million people in New Zealand. Um, there's a lot of us down here that sort of um, that really punch above our weight. And um, Australia, I think, um, 
were the same way. But yeah, that sort of, I think we embraced that sort of realism um, and surrealist style. A lot of biomech and stuff started coming out of here. That was huge. I think biomech sort of um, paved the way a lot for that for that stuff. Um, my introduction to the sort of that, that end of tattooing was definitely Guy's work. Um, that was the first book I was, that was thrown at me when I uh, started tattooing. So um, uh, yeah. The reinventing book? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was handed that. And I said, he said, I will teach you things once you've read that. And I was like, okay. Hmm. <laughs> but no reason to like go over all the shit that he's already explained uh, thoroughly. So after you can get through it, then it's worth it. That's, that's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And it just stuff like the flow and placement of tattoos and that, like that's something I still teach um, to apprentices now. Like it doesn't matter what you're tattooing on someone. If it fits, it will be amazing. And if it doesn't fit, it'll look dumb. Um, mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit more just about your um, uh, your personal work and what a lot of the, a lot of your subject matter is really interesting. And I guess I've seen more of your paintings than than tattoos. But where does the uh, as far as your inspiration for painting and things like that, the subject matter, where does it come from? Yeah, so that's um, uh, a lot of it is mental health stuff, so um, depression and uh, and things like that. Like I've struggled with that um, a lot and. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't really show in the amount of work I'm putting out because that's what that's what depression does. It's uh, it's sort of usually a very private thing. So it's me sort of wearing my heart on my sleeve and trying to um, work through um, work through issues on the canvas. And the more the more I free up um, what I'm expressing, the more of that I'm I'm actually getting out onto the canvas, which is which is really good. So a lot of that it's just um, a lot of that is inspired by other artists um other surrealist sort of artists so that you can sort of there's no rules with it and i really like that um but yeah they're all they're all i love the human uh condition a lot of it is um different states of consciousness um might be based on different philosophies um sort of philosophical um, um points of view in that and it, yeah it's all really high-end um i call it art wank stuff um that I just it's I I think I present it in a quite a confronting way and 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 I I want to do that I want it to be I want people to initially look at it and sort of go huh, what's that and then and then when they dig deeper they can see the beauty in it and, and I really that's why I paint these sort of funny expressions on faces really close up and it's at, at first it's quite jarring or even ugly um but I'm spending you know, hundreds of hours this close to them painting all their little pores and I see the beauty in all the little bits and it's recognised that all of us, you know, if you zoom right in on, on us are, are quite gross uh, <laughs> creatures. <laughs> so that's what I, I'm trying to sort of get across is beauty and all of that. Yeah, that's really fantastic. Beautiful. Thank you. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Katie, you need to... You, you guys need to hook up and get a get a show at Continual. Yeah, I'd love for you to to fly some paintings out and uh, stay for stay for a workshop. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'll I'll sign up for that workshop. Deal. <laughs> Andrew, do you typically travel? Uh, like you just went to London. Is this uh, something common for you, or do you typically? Yeah, yeah, stay I used to. Yeah, I used to um, I used to come up to the um, the Knicks show in Toronto every year. Oh, okay. Um, and um, yeah, come through North America um, every year as well. So it's something I'll be 
cranking up again now that the um now that the pandemic's sort of um at the back of everyone's minds um mm -hmm. but yeah I usually travel to the northern hemisphere a couple of um once or twice a year and then oh. to Australia a few times a year okay yeah 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 that'd be fantastic I'd love to see some of this work in person that's sick Uh, what about it, as far as is that tattoo work that's off to the side there? I just haven't seen a lot of uh, Andrew's tattoo work. Is it who's who's scrolling right now? Is it Gabe? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that yeah, one there good. is um, uh, I I had a client who had a lot of work off me, and they um, they said to do whatever I wanted, and I was playing a lot of Skyrim at the time. So I um, I said, is it okay if I do a Skyrim sleeve? So I um, I ended up taking a lot of the characters out of that video game and just drawing. Well, that's all my own drawings. So um, I just thought, well, you know, what would what would those weird blocky um, computer game characters look like if I if I gave them some gave them some love? So that's where that oh, came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is incredible. It really is. Thank beautiful. you. Yeah, I think that's healed. I think that's all healed. Wow. Do you um, approach your palette the same that you do with your paintings with a very limited palette? It looks oh kind of man, similar. you should see my desk when I'm tattooing, man. It is um, no, it's horrific. It's horrific. <laughs> it's just a, it's just this. I'll, I'll be halfway through doing something, I'll get an idea, and suddenly ten more paints come out, and, and or ten more inks come out, and, and away I go. So no, it's um, <laughs> it's a shit show, man. Like yeah, <laughs> a shit show. Yeah. Okay, noted. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It really is so nice. Do you prefer you. mixing as you go or do you like using everything straight out of the bottle? Um, I'll do both. I think, I think what happens is, is at the front of my mind, consciously I'm choosing 30 different colors, but while I'm tattooing, I probably use three um, and, and just forget the rest of them are there and make, make sort of make do with, with what I get um, with, with, with the main colors I'm using. I usually just try to, the main thrust of any of my tattoo work is um, I try to, keep that contrast so the main um the the main subject matter will be either all in colds or all in warm colors and then i'll contrast that with the warm or cold um from the yeah. other side like that there the, the main the main things all um grays and greens and then all the light sources are, are, are oranges and yellows um, yeah i, I think when there are a lot of when there are a lot of elements and you there are a lot of things happening in your uh jeremy Geddes piece huh? yeah um, jeremy Geddes. um yeah. yeah he i i i i tagged him in that and he really liked that so that just made my day i had to have yeah. a moment yeah yeah he's 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 amazing i think we were looking at some Shockingly of his work good just, artist. just last week have you seen any of his new the, the stuff that he's doing with the ai prompts his jeremy is not painting uh page where he's yeah, using yeah, himself yeah. as as a prompt. Yeah, it's I saw that. I think crazy. a couple of months ago, he just typed his own name into the journey yeah. and saw what happened, and it basically looked like a new one of his paintings. And I yeah. think that's a symptom of the fact that his work is so everywhere on the internet. And that is a um, if you've been following that particular debate, that is on fire right now. Yeah, yeah. As to um, what's happening with with AI art and how how the uh, programs are training using your work um, mm -hmm. so yeah there's a lot of um, very heated opinions on both sides um, yeah I, yeah i see it both ways it's a tool um but it's totally stealing um, especially <laughs> totally from, especially, especially from um 
living artist, if you're using a living artist name as a prompt, then um, then you're stealing from them. There's no two ways yeah. about it. Yeah, and it's 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 funny how the most. I mean, I guess it's the way that it would go with anyone who's borrowing from from other artists. The most popular artists, the people who have the most the most prevalent online, are the ones who are really getting the the worst of it because there's so many examples of their work out there that the AI is able to draw from and really do some beautiful. The bigger they are, the easier it is for the AI. Yeah, exactly. You could you could AI prompt Jake Meeks paintings and you're not going to get anything, but you do. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you get if you do Jeremy Geddes, you're going to get some pretty cool stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, how yeah, would you feel if, if you if that were to happen to you, what would be your opinion, Andrew? Um, I think the, 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 I think the issue is if you're just if you're doing it to have a bit of fun, have at it, man. Like you know, we all we all do studies, we all we all emulate other artists. Um, if you're selling that work, or if you work for a company and you want to do say an album cover or a poster for a for a ballet and you use my name as a prompt, um, you should probably use my name as a prompt and email me and pay me to do the thing. Because if you want my work, you've asked for my work for your thing that you're making money from, that's stealing, you know? No, 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 so is that kind of where like it all falls out, right? Because like all copyright is somewhat, like it's not a natural thing. And we went through this with Napster, like when you could replicate something digitally and it doesn't cost anything, right? Like it's just going to happen, right? Now, but, but so so like and again part of it is the industry now pays you know pennies for every time the the music streams go but musicians still have to have other avenues of, of making a living um i mean i guess mostly i'm just really wondering like right if, if the ai could do what, it, what it's doing now in five to ten years like shit's changing you know whether we agree with it morally or not like it, it's pretty intense um, faster than said, any other time in history it's changing this ai is a ai is a whole nother level it's um there's a lot of i see a lot of talk of people that oh it's just another tool and that is correct it is just another tool but this is the most powerful tool <laughs> yeah, with this that we've ever created and it's not every just another time it's tool. used it's retrained millions of times a second it's painting so i mean if it wants yeah. to copy your work in five years time, like, man, it's, it's, it's going to be insane. So at this point, is there anything in place to protect yourself? Uh, obviously this is all new and kind of happening, but what could an artist do to prevent that type of there, thing? There is a class. I think there's a collective lawsuit happening in, um, in North America at the moment um, with a couple of artists. Um, yeah, but that's that corporations have, that have versus artists. Works. You know, you, you know, who's going to win in a, in a law fight exactly. between corporations and artists. I mean, uh, you know, getting artists into the companies that are using this stuff, right? So again, if, if there's going to be a royalty scheme in place, you know, then you just need to have the artists that are like in there and, and, and steering things and or <clears throat> regulation. You know, that, uh, I think in this in this case, the artists, the artists are going to be eating shit. It's um, we we a lot of most artists struggle even when they're successful. And this is a this is another way to sort of if you're high end, it's not going to matter. But that ladder, that first rung of the ladder, where you're doing the little jobs, you're you're, you're getting a little bit of money for doing little mm-hmm. things. You can now subscribe to Mid Journey and half a day of, of of learning about prompts. Those little hundred to thousand dollar jobs, um, you could just do yourself. Anyone could do them, mm-hmm. um, and 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 they don't need that much refining. The, the, a lot of a lot of the public's art eye isn't that refined and they're not going to notice 
the hours of work tweaking these things. So and, um, yeah, yeah, I think that you... bottom rung of that ladder is being moved and that's really sad because to get onto that ladder is the hardest. That's the hardest bit for a start. It's, it's almost like a community. Start them their artwork off of the internet. Sorry. Or maybe uh, in the moving forward, artists will stop putting their artwork on the internet. That's the only way to combat it. If you don't mm -hmm. want your art emulated, you don't show it. And the, and the problem is, is that the people on the other side of the argument, are, well, if you don't like it, don't participate. We're going to smash this anyway. So it's, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's already becoming an exclusive rather than inclusive um, conversation from my perspective. So I, I, that, I, I from that, that standpoint, do you think it's time that, uh, you know, tattoo artists start elevating their artwork because that's the artwork that can't be stolen? Everyone thinks their artwork them. can't be stolen until it's stolen, you know? No, 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 I think what Katie's saying is you can't arguments. steal a tattoo. The tattoo well, itself. Yeah, well, you can't yeah, take yeah. a tattoo and AI can't reproduce it, so maybe it's time that that becomes the next elevation. Well, and tattooers also have a, a you know, it's a loaded conversation for tattooers who make a living tattooing often tattooing other people's art mostly with permission mm -hmm. but not always not, not a photorealistic artist they're taking all that exactly shit. yeah one thing that i've noticed from from running our space um that i didn't I, I didn't anticipate this i anticipated making a passive income off of the artwork that's hanging on the walls you know um i i expected to sell out you know every every show at least you know four or five pieces and i would see people continuously just come in and, and get tattoos and get tattoos and drop thousand, you know, a thousand dollar days, $1,500 days. And, um, you know, I, I'm just wondering why they're passing by artwork that's hanging on the wall. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're looking for someone to help them tell their story. Um, whatever that may be, even if it's, you know, Currently, it's, you know, the majority of people walking in, you know, and, and getting that quick tattoo, that quick story or pulling stuff off Google. But what if tattoo artists started, started, you know, just making it a rule like we're not doing that anymore. We're, we're going to stop that. And I think a lot of us have. But, um, you know, if we could get the larger community to also do that, we could as a community rise up. And, and elevate ourselves to become more of a, a fine art quality piece of, you know, the community. I think that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. It's a really, really good point. And, and I think if you do look at um, the, the art, tattoo artist community as a whole, those that are drawing their own stuff and, and working on their skills to really elevate their work are the ones that are rising through um, the public sort of eye to the top, you know, there's, there's, there's only a few people that are just very good at um, replicating work that are in the, in the public eye. The, 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 the other ones are all the ones that are really pushing the work. I think there's always going to be people that are just replicating stuff. And there's, a, and, and I'm very, I'm very careful to not um, dismiss the quick stuff, I suppose. And I know you weren't doing that, but I'm very careful not to dismiss that stuff because that's how there was an industry for me to come into and start trying to do what I want to do. It was the only stuff that was being done for, for decades was, was flash. Um, oh yeah, definitely yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. dismiss it. But I think that, you know, improving 
improving everything with your own drawing, your own version of what people are bringing in is definitely, you know, it's that's I, part I totally of the challenge, agree. right? When we get those commissions, um, because we're largely commission based. So um, improving upon whatever it is, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to come up with a rendition that I think is better than what you're bringing in. I'm going to improve upon mm -hmm. it. So, in some I mean, way. I mean, it's almost to that, or I think to that point, like I've seen people online and, and almost maybe in reply to Andrew, and I'm, you know, uh, as far as those mid-level artists, like I've seen, I've seen mid-level artists use AI, you know, they could replicate really well, right? They could draw some stuff, but now that they have AI, they could render out some pretty fucking sick ass designs they'd never be able to come up with before and could actually tattoo them, right? You know, so it's like, so like that you could almost take an artist who's got some ideas but can't doesn't have the some of the skill sets and you know the computer makes them better right so so i guess in the in the in the in the chess world or in uh uh the poker world right, right like ai is kind of slowly taking over all the games um so ai could beat a human being uh but an ai plus a human being can still beat everybody right so it's mm. like using the ai as the tools with creative minds still blasts performance of just ai or just people so might propose, yeah, you know, I, you know. I think that the other side of it too, Gabe, is that, you know, we have to do the other things, not just doing the tattoos, but the other things that the, the fine art world did over, over centuries is we, we need to start writing about it professionally um, and consider and rewording tattoo style as a tattoo movement. It's a, it's a movement within tattooing. And then also, um, mm. you know, putting on shows that aren't just, a convention where people can see us tattooing and where we're all just tattooing together um but uh, you know a gathering of of artists that are in particularly like a micro gathering of a curated tattoo show and that's I what that's, i that's, that's, that's what amazing. we plan to do here but um you know i think if if it were like worldwide that's what we started moving towards i think we would be more seriously huh? considered you don't need to convince me I would just say, have, get yourself uh, a lawyer and a great accountant and keep that place. <laughs> yep. We Don't have hire a, assholes. A viewer, or sorry, uh, someone chimed in on the fireside chat. Simon uh, says that uh, uh, that they work in uh, work in advertising, work for an advertising agency, and that AI has uh, basically replaced stock footage in their business already. So, to, for for us, I think Andrew, I think you're right. It it, it can, this can be a tool for tattooers for quite some time. I think, and you know, and I've even been playing around with prompts to generate ideas to start designs. Especially if I have, for example, I had a back piece I was starting recently that uh, that was going to be a firefly, and I wanted it to uh, to kind of have the the look of. Um, of a Christ, of the Caravaggio's kind of Christ ascending look. So I just combined those terms, uh, you know, using Caravaggio as a prompt and using, you know, a realistic firefly as a prompt. And of course it didn't give me anything that useful, but it gave me a pretty cool color palette. Uh, it gave me a couple of interesting lighting effects. And I was like, sweet, that's that's enough for me to start. And so I started playing around with my with my drawings from there. But But if you're in a 2D design world, if you're in logo design, you're, you know, you're probably already really feeling the, pinch 
Yeah. logos yeah it's it's real rough to try to out yeah. especially a year or two from now but like so jake i mean or, or everybody what's the difference between if somebody comes in and says i want a frank franzetta back piece or i or, you know just copying straight up the frank franzetta back piece or you go in and say hey i want to get a lion and a tiger as a frank franzetta you know back piece like i think frank franzetta being dead is is the first okay. is the first thing but what, <laughs> the, uh... so his estate and then now, now okay I'm, I'm down with that you know i mean i guess there's something to be said about estates or you know do you get to pass it on but i'm not also one to i think you know if someone's right to earn a living off of their art dies with them i don't see how it should automatically transfer you know okay so i'm done with that i mean i, I, I just I, I think i think yeah i know i agree i don't yeah no that was just a a, a silly throwaway <laughs> comment um sort of yeah but it's um yeah the Potentially. other one is that, i mean i, I, that I might frank, be down frank with doesn't that. do frank never did tattoos as well so if someone came into me and wanted a back piece like Matt Jordan, I would say, go see Matt Jordan, you mm -hmm. know, like, so. Yeah. But then know, they say Matt Jordan's all booked up. He won't take me as a client. Then I'd say, I will do your back piece. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you, you have to stand your ground on that stuff. Um, it, it, and when it comes to, I mean, it's such a gray area, you know, I sound like such a bloody hypocrite. I feel like I'm sounding like a hypocrite talking yeah. about this stuff because as a realistic artist um, and someone that deals in that people come in with, other people's artwork all the time and want it replicated. Um, now, so I guess my question is, would it be more respectful for the artist in that case to change it? I mean, it is, right? So if you make it your own, you but can if you change use a computer- it Quite often I'll email the artist. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decision that affects your bottom line, but is reflected in your own sort of, if you feel yeah. comfortable doing stuff, um, I'm, I'm very glad that I haven't um, ever felt like I'm stealing somebody's artwork, but- um do you yeah. think it's proper to use their same technique but with different subject matter maybe what they're looking looking for is the technique that they use rather than the subject matter alone or the exact same tattoo yeah 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 no i get that um yeah and that's the that's the thing i mean that is one of the big arguments that's coming up with the ai at the moment can you own a style um and i think I think in tattooing or in any other um, manual medium, um, even if you're trying to directly copy them, it goes through your filter, it goes mm -hmm. through your skill set. So it's kind of changed a little bit anyway. But when it comes to AI um, prompts, if you're literally prompting and saying, copy this, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, so great. And, and, and I guess that is, the, that is the muddy area of this conversation is yeah. that... It all art is emulation. You know, one of the things I used to always say is that, uh, you know, they could always, they will always copy the last thing, like whether it's people or computers, it's going to be copied. People are going to see it, they're going to copy it, but they can't copy the next thing, right? Like, so whatever it is that, you know, we want to do next or where we see things are going, you know, I'm, I'm almost like, oh, should I might have to stop saying that in five years, right? Like <laughs> computer could, mm -hmm. you know, or if we could use the computers, you know, to, to predict different futures, like right now it's just, stuck with like it could replicate what it sees or, or remixes what it sees um but it's not necessary i don't know it's fun it's it's, it's a it's amazing what i guess i'll, I'll stop because we're running out, almost running out of time but um it would be really awesome to think about what it would look like in a utopian society right so if the main concern is the mid-level artists uh not being able to make a living but like the ai still needs styles to feed in you can't put in 
you know, a, a style of an artist without that artist creating a style. So whoever it is that's making that money still needs to have artists like you to create unique styles so that people can punch in. I want a tat tattoo design back piece like Jake Meeks's, you know, you still have to do that. So, so if in a utopian, there was a way for artists to make a living in the middle, is that, you know, and people are getting a little bit of a royalty every time a design is used with their name as a prompt, right? I want the next thing from, you know, Andrew. Um, like, you get paid out of that? Like, I guess my question leaving here is, what is a perfect symbiosis of AI, of artists using AI to create better art and without the AI ripping off all of the artists and keeping them out of the money loop in this case, I guess is the main thing, right? Yeah. It'll definitely yeah, have to question. come in what Katie was saying with a movement of sorts. Um, I don't think that you can really imagine a utopian society without a lot of other questions being checked off that list um, that are just large. Um, probably that question probably wasn't directed at me, but I've, I've also wondered what the difference is between like um, the acceptance and the rejection of this type of thing and where like Gabe, you're saying, where is that uh, symbiosis, you know? Katie, what do you think? Um, I think, that, again, I think it has to do with the professional quality uh, and well-rounded uh, tattooers, right? So tattooers have picked up, uh, you know, side gig mediums. Um, and we've been doing that for a long time. Um, it's becoming more and more common now. And I think now what we need to do is we need to learn to write secondarily, you know, uh, get a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, either take a workshop or um, get a little bit of uh, education somehow on how to, you know, even just blog posting about uh, your tattoos, you know, similar to the style that Nick Baxter's used to elevate his tattooing in the tattoo community. Um, if a lot of tattooers did that and started, started, uh, you know, doing what you all do and, and talking about tattoo, um, tattooing in and with an art sense in art terms and, uh, you know, kind of ed educating ourselves on, okay, well, this is the, the Mexo Mex, um, I, I think there's a new movement where half outline, half color, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but I think it's called a Mexo Mexo style mm -hmm. is what people are calling it. Anyway, um, or for instance, like the, uh, the mashup style where traditional tattoos are being mashed up with geometric and realism, right? So um, that's the mashup movement. It's, um, you know, and let's talk about that. Um, let's start referring it, to, you know, referring to it as a movement and referring to the marks as in, in an with an elevated vocabulary. And uh, then on top of that, uh, basically um, going out and, and trying to either bring the people who buy fine art into your space to talk about what you're doing. Um, you know, that was, that was what artists did. Like for in instance, the impressionists, they would have a show that nobody really believed in, but them. And then they would, they invited people out. They just invited anybody out to see this show. They presented it professionally. Um, people didn't like it at first, but then they started talking about it um, because it was presented in a professional, clean way. It wasn't presented, uh, you know, 
uh, I think there's something to be said about, you know, traditional tattoo conventions. And I think there's something to be said about an artistic tattoo invitational uh, curated show as well as like a, a way to kind of bridge those two worlds together. And there's ways to present them in both in one scenario that would make sense to, um, you know, collectors, uh, for instance. So it's just the way that you present it. Uh, it would need to be curated. Um, and that that's the difference between, you know, just being able to sign up to, um, you know, and there are shows, um, the, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, Literary Inc. Um, that would be a really good um, show to give you as an example. It's in Chattanooga where, um, you know, all the tattooers have to go through an application process and all the tattoos that they're doing at that show are uh, referenced to some literature of some sort. And, uh, you know, that would be the best example so far, but I think we can, we can start to do better than that. We can start curating these things and we can display them next to artwork by the tattooers who are working at that convention or even mixing it with, um, you know, artwork for, from, uh, regular studio art. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's a fun Andrew, conversation. What do you think? Um, I am super intrigued about those ideas, and you should totally message me about talking about that stuff because um, I think that's a long form. Um, conversation mm -hmm. and um and and me sort of and thanks for inviting me here so i could take the time to listen to this stuff because that's an idea that i think is really worth pursuing um i'd like to sort of say that first definitely like that's a it's a really good set of ideas i find it very very interesting um yeah i think yeah ai is a tool and and is um extremely useful um i've had a wee play around with mid journey and found it really helped develop ideas that were already in my head and mainly it was what not to do like like you were saying mm -hmm. earlier you know like it it was throwing up crap and you're like wow that rules that out but it, at least it ticked something off the box you know i think with i think in terms of of um ethics and things I think using living artist names as prompt is probably the line for me. Um, AI can be trained with um, artworks and with images that aren't going to be biting or taking from anybody who's trying to make a living now and still be an extremely powerful tool. And it won't be long before it can uh, be trained enough that it doesn't need any input. It will. I think it's probably currently able to create amazing things on its own so uh, so so when people so, start biting off the ai's new styles is that cool because it's just a fucking computer that we're biting from but that, that's the thing i mean not like a really the, smart girl network art movements human and being. stuff like that it's like who you know when you start when you start having art movements that are based on you know industries like farming industry or or, or brutalism and stuff like that it's like well do, do, do the people that design those tractors need money if you paint one of those tractors you know so it's it's yeah it's such a i think it's an ongoing conversation that's been happening for since i wonder i wonder if really. musicians are looking like musicians who went through the napster phase and all of the music downloading if they're looking at you know from an outside perspective if they look how tattooers are handling this ai what can we learn from both situations because that was 20 years ago i'm curious because 
there was a lot of class action lawsuits. There was a lot of money, a lot of, but really there's no. Um, I think the difference is now there's not a human that owns the things. There are companies that oh, okay. own these, these AI um, that they are profiting. You know, there's a big thing at the moment in, um, in, in most social media where people are feeding their photos in and getting, um, getting profile pictures back. And I think mm -hmm. it costs like five bucks to do that. Now, this company must have made billions already doing that. Um, so it's making money. They're making money right now. And that's, I think that's the big question with that stuff is mm -hmm. that, well, they're making money because they own the thing, but the thing's doing it and it's a tool, you know, whereas that Napster and everything, there wasn't a, um, a malevolent godlike being churning out music that was based on theirs. It, it wasn't like send me, a, <laughs> send me a song, send me a song like Metallica, but like when they were good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Question yeah. is, will we have robot skin by then that's able to produce its own tattoos? Oh yeah, absolutely. No question about it. It's oh my gosh, Guy and I had this nice little rabbit hole conversation about that. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think there's any question that the, the surgical robot's going to be able to adjust the needle configuration to the exact, you know, it's not going to be, uh, it's going to be able to adjust it's, the needle configuration. It's going to be able to test the, the trauma that's happening the, to the, the skin. technology's available now to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be expensive. In, in five years' time. Yeah. No. No yeah, that was okay. I mean, was fun. computer computer programmers are kind of sweating it a little bit. There's AI now that could help you write computer programs. It's pretty awesome. Anyways, we got to go. Well, everybody, it looks like the mm -hmm. end of our time today. Can we go around and just do a little bit of of a sign off and where we can find you? Um, we'll start yeah, with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, hi. Yeah, uh, Andrew Swarbrick, um, LHP Andy on Instagram, and AndrewSwarbrickArt.com. Thanks for having right. me. Well, yeah, thanks, for, thanks, for thanks for joining us, uh, Katie. Katie Montez. Um, I'm in Hendersonville, North Carolina, next to Asheville. And uh, we have room for guest artists uh, and located right downtown. Lots of walkable places to go eat and hang out. Um, and uh, you can find me at uh, Katie Montez Tattoos. Montez with an S, not a Z. And... Uh, yeah, I have a couple different Instagrams. Uh, the gallery Instagram is Continuum Gallery NC, and then also Continuum Tattoo. It'd be great if you could give that a follow. We have lots of new artists coming up that I'm teaching, and um, we'll have lots more fun stuff to to put out there soon. Hopefully, Andrew will be coming to guest soon. Please. please. <laughs> All right, everyone, we will see you again next week for episode number 57. And thank you guys again for tuning in and um, or listening to the podcast. Um, tonight is also more content from us, as is every Monday. So at 5 p.m., we've got Robbie Ripoles. Let's talk about feelings. And then later in the evening, we have our evolution weekly classes. So we'll see you guys there. Thanks, awesome. everybody. Thank you, everybody. That was awesome. Woo. Yeah. Happy Monday. <laughs>